Hello and welcome to another episode of Myths and Stories, a Destiny 2 lore podcast. Uh, we are continuing our history of the Elixni. This will be part four tonight. Uh, last time we had left off with the, uh, you know, uh, the introduction of Mithrax and his meeting of Sheer Ido and Ido. Uh, as well as our guardian's systematic dismantling of most of the fallen houses in Destiny 1, uh, and the House of Wolves uprising leading in the, uh, to the capture and eventual death of Skolas. And uh, we ended that reading with Varix kind of ruminating on the fate of his people and, and wanting more for the Elixni and you know, how much they were really living up to the name of Fallen. Uh, and we hinted, and there, there were hints from Skolas as well, that something dark was on the horizon. Yeah. Dude, I, I still can't get over how, how much we just kicked the shit out of them. Like, <laughs> yeah. We, I, I, I I don't know. I think we're a little bit of the baddies to the fallen. Like I, to the cabal, like I kind of expect like they're like the warring race. Like that's it I don't feel as bad taking out a few cabal leaders. But for some reason like now I look at fallen and I'm just like you poor guys. I don't even I I don't even want to do a lost sector with you guys. You know what? Just keep keep your captains. Keep your guy I it's fine. I'll just <laughs> I'll just sit on the side over here. That's I just we 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 really did decimate them. We really did just dismantle multiple houses. I just I, and more even more than like because because like with Mara Mara just did the one right. She just did wolves right. And she did yeah. a pretty damn good job of it. But then like we took down like five or six different houses just one at a time. Just like boop, that's gone. Boop, that's gone. Baron's gone. Archon's gone. Kel's gone. Servitor's gone. Bye bye. Like. What the gosh, man? Okay, Whew. getting a little emotional already. We we left the fallen houses in a real bad state uh, by the end of the House of Wolves DLC, especially. Well, and that's like like with Varix there at the end that and and we talked about it a little bit last time, like his feeling, like just wanting, looking at his house or just not his house, looking at his entire race, looking at the entire Lixney people, and going, are we just destined for failure? Like, are we like, are, is this our lot in life? Like, are are we supposed to be fallen? Are we supposed to be just this nothing people? And it just it God, it makes me feel for him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, especially for Varix, who was of House Judgment during their Golden Age. And that's another thing that we've uh, talked about a little bit here and there. But just to reiterate, like, Elixni seem to be practically immortal if something, you know, if an outside that's, source doesn't what? kill them. Why is every race <laughs> in freaking destiny immortal? Like the Cabal, they live for thousands of years. Hive, okay, I'll give you that one. Hive as Krill were not immortal. No. But now they kind of are. Um and then Fallen, who've, I mean, living from the Golden Age all the way to now. Like, I mean, and then, of course, Guardians. Like, we're 
we're, I mean, yeah, our immortality is kind of like a questionable thing. Like <laughs> we're not really immortal, but we kind of are. So yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, and then the Awoken, like the Awoken are 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 they technically still? Im- I mean, I know they're not immortal. Like they are mortal. They just live forever. Yeah, we we still don't quite know everything about the Awoken in that sense. I don't know that the Awoken know everything about themselves in that sense. <laughs> they're, they're still they're still shooting each other with new, <laughs> neutrino <laughs> particles going, hey, I wonder what this does. <laughs> they're making oh Asher Mir proud. They uh, are. They are. I I oh I miss you, Asher. Please come back to us. <laughs> but Fallen. But so from Varix's point of view, this is someone that lived during the highest time in fallen history with the, their, the greatest version of their society and watched it all crumble and his people flee and be split apart and resort to, you know, barbaristic pirate piratism between each other before arriving in the system, having the 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 elation that they had found the traveler immediately dashed by the realization that it had picked someone else and uh it was a a race that they deemed weaker than them and which we were physically uh and to to see them turn into these just bitter vicious greedy scavengers and and to have lived through all of that, and at the end of the day, to to have Skolas, who at the time, although you know, was it was for uh, malicious means, had attempted to try and unite all of the Elixni again under his own banner, and to have that kind of final plea dashed. To, and Varix just is kind of sitting there and going like, why do none of my people want to aspire to the greatness we came from? Why do, why do all of my people just want to aspire to, to punish humanity, to take things rather than try to return ourselves to what we once were? I mean, what, like, what, do, you, what do you do when your prophecy has failed? Like that was that was Skolas was the prophesized. Like now, granted, he did a little bit himself. Like he kind of proclaimed himself Kel of Kells, but still, like that was the that was the prophecy of their people to have a Kel of Kell, to have a united people again. And like you said, to see that entire thing just dashed, like like it was nothing. That's that's got to be, oh, that's got to be hard. So. I wish I could say things got better. <laughs> oh, God. Well, and before we before we continue on with the story, I got one last question about timeline because I that's you know me I always like to try to figure out where things were yeah. uh, throughout Destiny history, and I don't know that this is an answerable question. I think I might have asked it before. When the Elixni got to Soul, were there already guardians? Like, had the Traveler already? Um, I'm going to put this in quotation marks. Died. And thrown out the ghost. Uh, yes. Okay. I just, I was just want to make sure that 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 portion of history had happened. Like, yep. So when they show up, they didn't show up in the middle of our golden age, going, "What the hell, traveler?" They showed up a post golden age 
possibly post collapse or or mid collapse. Yeah, the um the elixir are referenced as showing up uh post collapse. So it would have okay. been during the uh dark ages the dark ages with warlords gotcha. and you know risen not yet guardians. Yep. Okay. Perfect. That's that was I was trying to figure out exactly when that was so I can kind of get like a state of mind for the elixir people having stumbled across this traveler that that was everything to them the great machine like mm-hmm. this gave us the light this gave us the light this gave us everything and then to show up and have it like you said it had cho- chosen another an entire another race an entire another species and for the elixir to look at that and go what the hell man right yeah but so the next major event that happens in the destiny universe uh, is the Taken King expansion. Um, now, the Taken King expansion uh, was was excellent, but not only did it mean things for us, it also meant things for the remaining Elixni of the various houses. Um, some of those houses, you know, th- this is a uh, a year, maybe two, after the end of the um, House of Wolves expansion. Yeah, about a year. So, and and it's it's usually implied that, you know, if it takes a year for an expansion to come out, generally speaking, you can say that about a year of time has passed in game. Is is usually how it works. Yeah. Um, so the Elixir have had about a year at this point of you know really no major guardian you know incursions or strikes against them mostly because they just weren't considered a threat anymore uh you know there there wasn't a need to really go after the houses with any any sense of of vigor um because the there wasn't much left they they weren't planning no battle at six fronts or anything right right (laughs) uh so we had been more or less leaving them to their own devices, you know, pushing them back when with the little roves or, or little parts of, of houses that maybe in, encroached on guardian territory, but um, no major offensive. Uh, and then Oryx rolled into the system and everything changed for everybody. Oh my God. It's, it did. Now the Elixni, uh, you know, we're not impacted in the same grandiose way that, say, the Awoken were, where, where we got a cutscene where their whole fleet was wiped out and destabilized the reef and all those things, uh, which it did. But for the Elixni, they suffered just as much as the Awoken kind of off screen. So over that year, the the remaining houses had had a chance to try and at least triage themselves. You know, most of them were leaderless. Um, a few of them were gone completely. I, uh, but the, the big ones, you know, uh, wolves was gone, but devils was still around. It, you know, had slow, it, it had figured out its, its power vacuum, you know, internal struggles had resolved themselves. Leaders had been chosen, uh, and had risen through the ranks in various ways. Um, House of Kings, actually relatively untouched by us. We we did 
uh, defeat, I believe it was a baron of House of Kings, but Kings was very elusive. They, they really didn't want to be discovered, and they never really went on the offensive themselves unless they had a bunch of support, as in uh, the Battle of Twilight Gap. Sure. Where they have like full full spider tank and artillery support right. and stuff like that to to attack something because they're the, each of these houses they still aren't very I mean I guess they're they're they have military might as a necessity to protect themselves it's it's not a full on like uh, like house it's not a full on house of stone that's no. happening right like it's not this like full grandiose military with a, a navy and army and air force and marines like it's it's just kind of like what they need to not die and not like get killed off by anything that comes and attacks them be it cabal hive or us yeah their entire race has become militant just in the the fact that if you weren't you would you died like they <laughs> you, they don't you have <laughs> They don't have a role in their society anymore for somebody that is not useful in perpetuating their survival. You know, they don't have arts anymore. They don't have... Oh, I didn't you know, even think of that. They they don't have someone that's making fine garments for them anymore. It's, can you... Oh, that's right. All the weavers and stuff. Yeah. Right. It, it comes down to, can you build weapons and machines? Can you shoot guns? Uh, can you stab things? Like, if you have one of those three, cool, we can find a spot for you. If you can't do any of that, short of, I guess, maybe taking care of young, taking care of smallin, there's not a use for you. Holy cow. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a very finite way of life. <laughs> yes. So these houses had stabilized to a degree. Um, They'd had a year of, you know, more or less in action to to do it and oryx when he rolled through the solar system and the guardian had their first encounter with the shadow of oryx and the taken there were fallen among his taken oh that's right on on phobos when we when we went dude i didn't even think of that so he he had to have already come across fallen and taken them. Exactly. Holy uh, shit. Now, you could argue maybe some of those are from the whirlwind, his initial attack on on Reese, which is certainly possible. Oh, oh my god, can you imagine if some of those are house stone? Maybe so. Oh my god. But at least a few of them came from the soul system uh due to their names you know named enemies uh you could you can look up and in some cases they're referenced elsewhere as being part of an elixni house and so from that information we know that uh oryx took over in both senses of the word uh the largest standing strongholds of both the house of devils and the house of kings when he invaded the soul system. Uh, just just walk through him like they were nothing. Yeah. I mean, he, he was the taken king at the yeah, height yeah, of that's... his power. <laughs> A fallen yeah. house ain't doing anything. They ain't doing nothing. <laughs> uh, the Kell of Kings and the Archon of Devils escaped those attacks. Um, but mo I would say about half of their house did not. 
were, were turned into into Taken, as well as uh, the remaining uh, members of House of Wolves. Uh, the remaining leadership of House of Wolves was taken and then subsequently killed by the Guardian uh, in the, uh, I think it was the second or third mission of Taken King, where we killed the Taken version of the uh, the House of Wolves, like barons that remained. Gotcha. Gotcha. Does that include um, the Shadowfang? Um, no, actually. They presumably escaped because, you know, okay. they're, they're tricksy assassins. They got away. Uh, yeah, no, that's... because they, they show up later down the, down the road, uh, as you know, not taken, uh, as not taken. Yeah. Okay. Uh, during this time, house of exile was presumably wiped out completely because it Jeez. never shows up in the lore again. And never, never even referenced again. And house of exile was also based on the moon, which, Oh Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I think, I think Oryx <laughs> has a little bit of beef with things on the moon Just a bit. that aren't Hive. Yeah. Just a bit. So, Devils and Kings take a big hit. Uh, House of Winter, though, sees the carnage of the uh, first of the, the battle between the Reef and uh, Oryx as an advantage. House of Winter has stayed away from Oryx up till this point. And sees, okay, the queen is gone. The most of the reef's fleets have been take have been obliterated. This is the weakest the reef has ever been. And so House of Winter takes advantage of this weakened state and they invade the prison of elders and manage to free an archon. Uh, however, <laughs> in classic fashion. That archon is then taken shortly after <laughs> it's been freed. Shit. Is is this the is that the taken reprise strike? Yes, this is the taken version <laughs> of the winter archon strike. These poor guys. Like, hey, we got an archon. Let's go. Build us a servitor. And Oryx is just like Nope. Oh, he's mine now. <laughs> And then the guardians come in, just kill it again. <laughs> and, and then we just go kill it. Like that's the, that's the up part. And then we just come in afterward and we just go kill it. Like <laughs> what? The, these poor guys, they can't catch a break. Now they are not the only ones that try to take advantage of the chaos of the Taken War, though. Uh, the remaining members of House of Devils, specifically a Splinter Group of House of Devils. Uh, which we will learn more about uh, a little bit later tonight. They decide, okay, we're in real dire straits. A lot of our house has been, you know, uh, has has been removed from the the, the chessboard, uh, a la Oryx. We need to get an advantage back because our numbers are low. And so, House of Devils uh, makes a concerted attack on one of Rasputin's bunkers that they had identified in the Cosmodrome. So House of Wolves attacks this bunker um, in an attempt to try to take control of the either Rasputin or, the, at the very least, the Warsats uh, and use them as weapons. 
exactly that would be the play right is to to find whatever like the war sets are probably the most powerful thing uh in the solar system that is a man-made thing that is a i hesitate to say controllable thing because obviously rasputin still has control of it but i guess in the elixir mind they're yeah. like well if we can take this bump bunker we have access to whatever server stacks whatever we have there to take control of these things and now we have war sets on our side now we can start unleashing hell exactly i uh, you know and can you imagine if the the fallen were able to start raining war sets down on the city or something oh my god like, oh would, my god it would be a game changer big time absolute for them. chaos uh and rasputin knows this is a bad thing knows this is not going to go well if they end up getting any control over his systems so uh rasputin sends out a distress signal to the vanguard who then send a strike team to the location uh that strike team usually includes us clears out the devils uh including an experimental shank called saber 2 uh, yeah. who had been created by a newly appointed devil archon named Axis. Oh, oh, I think I know this name. <laughs> we'll remember think, it because it's going to come up I, again. I won't spoil it this time, I promise, but I think I remember this name. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, so, so that shanks there, or shanks, <laughs> a shack sp- uh, spliced with a shank. It's a shanks now. No, uh, that, shank is is just a, a super powered shank like he's he's i is is that the first time we see a shank like that like yeah that's the first time we see a uh a heavy shank yeah like fully like armored up got tons of guns like he this thing is this is this, this isn't just a little red bar like boop you're dead this is a big guy yeah and and we 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 have that that specific strike in d2 as well um and like like we described with the uh the devil's lair strike in d2 it's it's like we are reliving that event like that event was a canonic event that happened that like what you said the vanguard called in a strike team we came in cleared it out and and saved the day basically gave the gave the bunker back to rasputin as much as we think that we that the elixir took it from him he's probably still had full control over it but you know rasputin take it back over and then you know, gather loot, go home. That canonically happened, and then we get to relive it as the Fallen Saber Strike in D2. Yep. Uh, so the Taken War ends. You know, Guardians are victorious over Oryx. Uh, and in the kind of the the nebulous state that things are in, in a post Oryx world, you know, the security systems are in tatters across the solar system, you know, cause Oryx's presence drew in, you know, the hive to him drew in the cabal to try and understand and, and beat back Oryx. Uh, clearly was a heavy blow to the Elixni just for Oryx conscripting members of houses to, to his taken army. Um, things are in tatters everywhere. He he definitely had a, a severe presence and influence on the soul system across across every race and being that was here. Absolutely. And uh in a last ditch effort, the few remaining members of House of Wolves rally under a newly appointed archon named Keldar, uh, who had rebuilt 
Orbitus Prime, which was an old wolf prime servitor. Uh, And the house attempts to take over Mars outposts that had previously belonged to the Cabal, that the Cabal had essentially just left a skeleton crew at um, because their main forces were assisting in in the Taken War with the, the Cabal units that were trying to invade the Dreadnought. Right, because because Phobos was the first. So Phobos, the moon of of Mars, was the first place that we go to because because we hear at least in the Taken King, we hear a distress call from there, so we go there and investigate, and mm-hmm. it's it's just completely decimated. There's hardly any forces. You get to the end, and boom, taken take a big old shadow oryx pops up and is like ha 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 ha, and then taken just start pouring into the place it was absolutely a trap set for us the guardian to to lure us in and try to kill us we barely escape out of there but the fact that that phobos was like the main that was like the main operating base for the cabal at the time Mm -hmm. uh for the soul system and for that entire base to just completely decimated like and then and then like what you said with the cabal their answer to the dreadnought was to slam a ship into it they're like Hey, here's a giant ship. Let's go make a beachhead by just slamming an entire ship into it, and then we'll make our own beachhead. Yay us! <laughs> so yeah, the the cabal are are. It, they, <laughs> I don't want to say they're dumb, but <laughs> they're very single-minded. <laughs> they are very single-minded. <laughs> I like that. Drifter says it best during the during the Halloween season right now, where he's like, "All they care about is guns and the size of their tusks." Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, so trying to take advantage of this, knowing that they are a very weakened house, but they have this glimmer of hope now with this Archon who has accomplished rebuilding a prime servitor, rebuilding a, a big servitor. So, so like Sepix, um, they're like, okay, we have some leadership. Our house is small, but if we can get resources, we, we can, you know, start rebuilding. And we know that there are a lot of cabal resources in these old Mars, these Mars outposts that have recently been abandoned or nearly abandoned. Uh, so we're going to try and go take those. However, this is House Wolves, or the remnants of House of Wolves. Uh, Petra and Varric still have an ear to the ground on anything wolf-related. And uh, they learn that House of Wolves is planning this takeover. uh, And they reach out to the Player Guardian uh, for assistance with removing the threat. And uh, this is a story mission that we play post- uh, post end of, uh, the Taken King kind of campaign. Um, and the guardian goes back to these Mars outposts. I think the, I think it is Phobos or, or if not, it's one of the, the mainland Mars outposts. Um, and you know, essentially does what they do best and (laughs) walks through the remaining members of house of wolves uh, killing both the servitor and the newly appointed archon, truly destroying House of Wolves for good. So another another house just completely obliterated now. So we're we're literally down to like one, no, I probably about three houses now. If if we want to if we want to count judgment, that's true. Well, judgment is one. <laughs> 
hey, hey, it only takes one. <laughs> I suppose so. But so right now, the only ones that are canonically still going um, are the House of Devils, the House of Kings, and uh, House of Winter. <laughs> House of Winter and then House of Judgment. So there's Fair four enough. houses, you could say. I'll I'll split it with you and say there's three and a dude. <laughs> that is accurate. Yes. <laughs> there's three and a dude houses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Taken King happens. We we just I mean we do what we do. We do the the final mission of Taken King uh is is called Regicide. And I, I think that's such a fitting, I mean, we, we are God killers. We, we go and kill Oryx, a, a, I don't, I don't know whether to call him a, a self-appointed God or a, or a, you know, anointed God or whatever. Like he, he, Oryx was insanely powerful and we kill him fairly, I, I don't want to say fairly easy. We kill him uh, in the story mission. And then we go into a raid, and we take a six-man team in here, and then we kill him, kill him. Like, we full-on, he's dead. And, and yeah, he's... And and then we kill, like, what, Taken versions of him? Like, he has all these little Taken shadows all over the, yeah, the system. Those are a bunch of posts. Yeah, we go mm-hmm. through the solar system, clean all those up like it's nothing. Like, we, we really are that powerful. So... To think of us as being that powerful and to just keep wiping out these houses of Fallen to just stop them from any type of of uh, uprising or rebellion or, or consolidation or anything, it's not that far-fetched to think of, to think of us, the, the player guardian, to be able to do that. Yeah, like, honestly, there's the... You know the the story bit we get during uh, season of the splicer regarding Saint and Saint's crusades and right um, how he became this boogeyman for the fallen uh, as as he hunted them down post uh, the Battle of Twilight Gap um, and while yes he did a lot of killing during that time. I wonder if it wouldn't be accurate to say that the guardian is should also be kind of held in the same yeah fear, the same regard as as the absolutely. saint absolutely absolutely we are just the VIP 2014 that's all we are <laughs> we're not, we're not. I don't know the 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 boogeyman of the saint. Like they they don't even call him Saint Fourteen. They they they're boogie. They and and like you said in Splicer, uh, there's that cut scene where where Mithras is, is explaining it and saying we we tell stories of the saint to our younglings to get them to behave. Like he is literally the boogeyman to them. But we definitely had the same if not more level of impact on their people. That it's weird that they don't have like a the VIP 2014 <laughs> boogeyman thing. Like it's, yeah, yeah, that is a little odd. I guess maybe we didn't do it with the same, uh, kind of emotion tied to it. I was going to say his was very anger driven. His was yeah. very like, he was pissed. He was genuinely like, 
how dare you try to take out my place of living? Like, how dare you invade my space? And then went on the rampage. Whereas, like, we're just kind of like, hey, there's a there's an Archon over here trying to rise up. Maybe go kill him. And we're like, all right, cool. Hey, there's a there's a prime there's a servitor prime thing over there. Maybe go kill that too. All right, sweet. Anything else? Yeah, there's a couple barons. You want to knock them out while you're out there? Yeah, sure. Why not? I'm I've got I'm free on Tuesday. Let's go. So yeah, I, I, ours yeah. is very much a a, a, a mission driven. Like hey, do this as the vanguard. Do this as a guardian. Whereas Saints was very much a. His was I'm revenge. just gonna go out. I yeah, absolutely absolutely so as you might imagine though the fallen houses now the elixir that remain uh are desperate to try and find any kind of advantage that they can and they get some time to do it again a significant amount of time passes in game uh between the end of taken king and the beginning of the age of triumph which is the next kind of major uh history point for the elixir about about another year yeah I i think it is i think it's about a year and in that time period uh the house of devils specifically the archon of house devils that we had a run in with his experimental shank before this archon axis uh he leads a kind of a a splinter sect of the house of devils that call themselves splicers or devil splicers just just like the old school like back on re-splicers like the these technologically advanced uh not technologically advanced but but definitely technologically um smart uh savvy tech technologically savvy um group that are able to use um i guess i guess during during the time of of the golden age it it was more of like channeling light and channeling powers using their splicer Mm -hmm. gauntlets but they're definitely like a they are a technical bunch of group yeah and i i think the the big difference here is that when you when you hear mithrax talk about being a splicer he very specifically refers to it as a sacred splicer he is a sacred yeah. splicer and that is i think in the golden age the you know the elixir golden age sense of you are using technology to uh interface with the light to accomplish yeah. something and the devil splicers seem to still have a great uh you know a, a great understanding and capability with technology but their their creed their motivations are a little different they seem to follow the idea of technology to give us an advantage at all cost not like, necessarily like augments and shit yes not necessarily to find an understanding or to use technology to channel something it is to use technology to enhance themselves uh so i guess you can think of where sacred splicer is very um you know from the inside looking out 
theirs is the opposite, is the outside looking in. They're trying to empower themselves, whereas splicers are trying to empower other things. Sacred splicers are trying to empower other things. Um, and so these devil splicers led by Axis spend this year of downtime uh, bolstering their numbers and searching. Searching for any kind of advantage, any kind of golden age technology that will give them a chance to keep surviving. Uh, because you know, now the Elixni are not only worried about the Guardians, but you know, their their numbers are painfully low and they are, you know, clearly there are other things in the solar system. Uh, or outside the solar system that are just as much of a threat as the things inside the solar system. So they're desperately looking for anything to give them some form of power. And they find it in the form of a golden age technology called SIVA within the plague lands of the Cosmodrome. I've I've always loved the idea of SIVA. Like this, this, nanite technology that could do anything fully programmable it's it's it it reminds me of uh um for like a for like a visual reference um in stargate the replicators like that's what it makes me think of is like it is constantly i i don't know if it can learn i feel like it can maybe it can maybe it can't i don't know but Everything that I've ever read and looked at about SIVA is it is it is just the the epitome of technology, Na- nanotechnology that can that can replicate that can that can be programmable pro- programmable. It can build things. It can synthesize things. It can like it, it is everything. When 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 the when all the uh, Exodus ships took off uh, from Earth. They all had SIVA with them. They all had the SIVA tech with them to to help them build colonies and stuff. And and like SIVA was one of the that was one of the big three, right? Like that's you had you had uh, uh, of of the Braze. So you had Clovis and his whole idea of Exos. Exos are the future. Then you had uh, um, Anna uh, with her idea her idea of the war mind the war mind is is the protector that he he will guide us he will help us he will help us down the road he'll help us in the future and then you had Wilhelmina uh Willa um who is another bray that she was like no siva tech this is this is the stuff that's going to lead us to the future this is this is the future of humanity is siva tech so again all the brays are I hesitate to call them geniuses, but they kind of are. Some of them a little more crazy than others. Um, <laughs> yeah, namely Clovis. Uh, but yeah, to Siva Tech is. I I I truly think of Siva Tech as the pinnacle of. I think programmable nanites that are, that can that can do anything essentially. That's the that's the pinnacle of human technology. In my opinion, yeah, and they they were very um, at the cre- for the creation of Siva. It was very well intentioned. It, it was like you said, it was meant to be a form of building 
things for new colonies. It was meant to be a, you know, you had your, your SIVA pod or whatever it was transported in. And when you arrived where you were going, you just programmed SIVA to start building houses and it, it could form houses out of the, out of itself and the matter around it. it. It was meant to manipulate, you know, the matter that was there and enhance it in such a way that would be advantageous for colonies. Uh, so very, you know, road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah. <laughs> it, I like that one. <laughs> it was a, a very altruistic uh, use case until it was, you know, the, the, the realization that anything that can be used to build a house out of nothing can also build a weapon out of nothing. That's always, that's always the fear with any, th- any type of technological advance or scientific advance is how can this be militarized? How yes. can this be weaponized? And that's like, yeah, SIVA is, a, I mean, I, hell, the war mine, the exos, all of these things were at some point in time weaponized and militarized. So it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's an unfortunate <laughs> say that one again the road to hell <laughs> the road to hell is paved with good intentions I, I, I like that one I'm keeping that one that, that one's going in the box and I'm keeping it well there you go I am by no means the creator of that I've heard it many places <laughs> but, uh, I like that one though uh, so as you might expect when the fallen devil splicers come upon this wondrous material called siva which had had its programming tweaked even before they got to it (laughs) they set about figuring out how do we use this to our advantage how do we make this into something that will make us powerful and what they end up landing on actually is they kind of go full cyberpunk with it yeah. And in that they start to enhance themselves with Siva. They implant Siva within their own bodies to give them cybernetic limbs, uh, you know, guns and and uh armaments that can be a part of their body or grow out of their bodies. Yeah. Uh, and in the case of their Archon, Axis, he buys in so much to this idea that he becomes uh, a full cyborg. Now, there, there is no more uh, organic matter, uh, perhaps outside of like a brain. Like, like, uh, like uh, General Grievous, where like, he's, he's, he's more machine now than man. I guess that's, <laughs> they're talking more Darth Vader there, but... Yeah, like General Grievous, though. Like he's there's not much organic left of of Grievous. But yeah, or uh, or for anyone that has recently watched the cyberpunk Edge Runners, um, think Adam Smasher. Same kind there of thing. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and the devils learn through their discovery of Siva and messing with it and trying to find more information about it. They learn that there's a link between the Iron Lords and Siva. And so they decide, well, clearly if the Iron Lords were caught up in SIVA at some point, they must have information about it. Maybe they know how to utilize it in ways that we haven't discovered yet. And so they organize an attempted assault 
on the Iron Temple on Fellwinter's Peak to try and gain access to the temple, and they assume gain access to any information that's in the temple about how better to use Siva. Oh, man. I, I I remember this mission very vividly. Like you're in the you you you're climbing you're you're going up this this wintry peak, right? And then like halfway halfway up, you get in this little like tram cart, and you're riding the tram cart up. And you get to the very top, and when you get up there, something appears, and you're like, "What the hell? We killed that!" <laughs> <laughs> and it's a it's a it's one of the servitors. It's 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 Sepix, isn't it? Yep. The old, the old house devil servitor that we killed way back in Devil's Lair, and there it is, right in front of us, fully functional, all sieved up, and 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 your ghost is even like, we killed that, like what the hell? And so when our guardian stumbles across this, it's it's a it's a genuine like, what are we dealing with moment? You know, so we have. Uh... The previous Sepix Prime, now named Sepix Perfected, uh, yeah. who is radiating these Siva nanites, uh, and um, we're trying to fend them. You know, we're trying to fight them off from being able to access the temple. And there are at first normal fallen. You know what what we attribute to be like your typical elixni fallen they don't appear to be enhanced in any way it's just this servitor and uh and then and near the end of the mission you start to get these bio in you know these bioengineered cybernetically enhanced versions they're, of the fallen they're super freaky looking too they're like like their legs aren't like they don't have feet they look like little like I don't know, like they look like they're walking on like stilts or something. Yeah. Like I, it's, they're really freaky looking. They have like, all these like, obviously Siva nanites are swarming them, and it's it it's really freaky. It's it's got the the it looks like red veins running all over them, and and like red muscle tissue, and mm-hmm. it, but it's all Siva. It's it's genuinely kind of off putting. Like it's I I think I think that was Bungie's first. Uh, um, Fourier into like let's do something freaky and i i i guess i guess things like like oryx and stuff like that were pretty scary or 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 even crota might have been like a, a scary thing but like we've seen them do horror really well lately like with the glycon with the leviathan like yeah they really dialed in their horror but i think this was like their first little like hey let's put something on the battlefield that looks like it should be scary like you should be afraid of this thing yeah it it was kind of their first dive into what i would call like body horror yeah you know, yeah just just the horror of something of of a a body a form being misshapen and yeah you know, bulging in in spots it should be like, and pulsing like, like their and, legs too I, I keep remembering their legs because like their legs yeah. even they even like kicked back they had like a like a like a goat leg mm-hmm. right like it it was a really fr- and to see that on a bipedal thing it was just freaky. It was really off-putting when you when you first come across them. It really was. I uh, and we're you know in the process of like trying to fight these these things back, and eventually the the mission ends with Lord Saladin stepping in to uh, assist us in the defense of the temple, and we are uh, successful in defending the temple, but we are not successful in 
defeating Sepix. Sepix is able to escape. And Saladin is very concerned by this yeah. because he knows what Siva is because the Iron Lords have dealt with it before, uh, even though our guardian and, and presumably the Vanguard don't at this point. Um, and he is very insistent of like, we need to track Sepix down and kill it. Uh, yep. Cause his thought process at the time is that this is a, this is still a small group of fallen that have found this tech. And if we, if we, you know, nip it in the bud, we don't have to worry about it spreading. Uh, which isn't quite the case, <laughs> but oh, open a can of sea bananas and see what happens. <laughs> Needless to say, I uh, he put us on the path of hunting down Sepix perfected, and I uh, there was actually a reaction from somebody else about the news of Sepix, I uh, and we are going to see what Varix's thoughts were on this new development. Uh, this is in the D1 Grimoire Ghost Fragment Fallen 5. Uh, Varix gets some information about this, you know, Sepix being resurrected and uh, just another glimpse into, into his thought process at the time. So that Grimoire goes like this. Frozen on the monitor was an image of Sepix Prime, the massive prime servitor that had been as a god to the House of Devils, where once its plating was pristine, carefully maintained by the Archon Priest and his acolytes. It was now splotched with red growths, the ether power emanations that once glowed strong and pure were so obviously corrupted. Guardians had slain this god, and now it was reborn through Siva. Varix of House Judgment sneered at the abomination. Golden Age Project, yes, he clicked, turning to the crow. His field agent was a young, awoken woman. Technology of an old earth, learned from the great machine. The elixir burbled to himself in mocking laughter and gestured with his lower hands. You do us proud. Go, speak with other crows. Learn more about these devil splicers. She nodded, a small smile on her face, and left the chamber. Varix allowed himself a moment of silent contemplation, looking at the now closed door to the information suite. As always, it was lit only by the light of the dozen or so monitors in the room. The fallen interlocked his upper hands. He bowed his head as he allowed himself to really feel the impact of the abomination on the screen. He never would have allowed anyone else to see this. But it hurt, seeing the horror that was Sepix made anew. His people had fallen. Varric stared at the image of Sepix, and as he'd done before, he wondered what could have gone differently had he been there among his people. Could he have stopped this before it happened? Could he have found them a better way? Must be a better way for Elixni, 
he clicked quietly. Must be a way to stop the fall. And that's the end of that lore card. He is he is just man. He just he just wants to see his people brought back to their glory again. Back back like back during their golden age on Reese. And he like to that that thought of him like looking at it and seeing this abomination, this like on the one hand and I guess I can I can see it from both sides. Like on the one hand, from from uh, from the Devil Splicer side, they're like, "Look at this thing. This is this thing is awesome. It's back. It's 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 fully functional and it's enhanced. We're gonna go fuck up some guardians with it." And that's their whole thought is is we're just gonna go kill guardians. Whereas, like Varix, if like they could have seen it in any type of way, like they could have been like, "This is our new golden age. We now have Siva Tech. We're gonna we're gonna go rebuild Reese. We're gonna go leave." But their but their only thought is like, "Let's go kill guardians." And for Varix to see it on that side and be like, "What a what an abomination! What a what a we 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 truly deserve to be called fallen. Like that's we we are fallen. We have fallen. Like that's." We as we as a people, I I want to say have have become extinct. I mean at this at this point in time, it truly is there is not much elixir left. I I I hesitate to say it, but Varix is possibly the only true elixir left, right? Like the the people are called the elixir people. Like they, their race is the elixir race, but when they get to the the soul system, we start calling them fallen, and we're starting to see this more and more and more of. They are truly fallen, and and it's just God. It's 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 sad. It's it's genuinely sad it is. to 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 see a people fall that much into just how do how do we just get better at killing the thing over there? Like not not bettering themselves, not trying to reunite the, their people, not trying to get you know enlightenment or anything. Just how do I kill that thing over there? How do I get more stuff to kill that thing over there and not get killed by the thing behind me? Like it's God, it's it's oh oh it's emotional. I might cry. <laughs> and it is. It's it's a you know it's a tough perspective to to see, and it, it's. You know, it's a tough position for for the character Varix to be in, where he's constantly seeing his people choose to, you know, burn their culture to the ground for the sake of yeah. maybe one more day of of survival or or one right. more bit of power, one more little victory. Like it, God, oh oh. So drawing drawing away from from Varix for a moment. Uh, the Guardian has been tasked with tracking down Sepix Prime, uh, or Sepix Perfected now. And they are successful in doing so in a reprised version of the uh, Sepix Prime strike. Yep. Uh, and are able to confirm that yes, SIVA is the technology that has been used to rebuild Sepix. And not only that, they can also confirm that House of Devils, or at least this section of House of Devils, these splicers, uh, they have SIVA and they have been using it. And it is it is out there now. Yeah. 
uh, kind of confirming Saladin's worst fears at this point. There's there's no there's no containing it at this point. Now now right. it's just a full on like we just have to deal with it. Like it's it's not this little like oh hey it's only a few of them. No, it's 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 big. Yeah. So the Vanguard and Saladin now are working together. They start keeping, uh, you know, start monitoring for any sign of uh, Siva usage or or house devils popping up uh, elsewhere in in the in the soul system, um, other than the plague lands. So uh, the uh, through through those monitoring channels, they discover that there is a uh, very well-respected splicer amongst the house devils named Kovic. And Kovic has been found on the moon, specifically the Hellmouth. And uh, they're not really sure what he's doing there. And they're very worried to know what he's doing there. So the Vanguard organize a strike team to invade the Hellmouth uh, and find Kovic, find out what he's doing, and put a stop to it. Because it's probably bad. It's, and, it's uh, probably bad. <laughs> I like that. There's, there's no other reason. To go, it's probably bad. We don't know what he's doing, but it, just assume it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Lo and behold, what he's doing is trying to graft Siva onto Hive ogres. So oh, yeah, it's yeah. bad. I remember this. This was this. This was. Oh, I remember this strike. This is the one. This is the one that you and I talked about for ideas. The the ogre. He's taken the ogre's eye. Yep. And stuck it in a staff. And so now he has a SIVA controlled, a, a SIVA activate. I, what do you call it? He has a, a stick with an ogre eye on it that he can just run around the world or run around the map and just beam you with it. Yeah. All the while, this ogre is completely blind. And so he doesn't have a beam attack anymore, but he's completely immune to damage. And he just runs over and just, boom, ground pounds you every single time he can. And the room has like nowhere to hide there's like two pillars it's a completely open arena and the two of them are just chasing you around the arena this is a nightfall was freaking terrifying it sucked <laughs> it was. so bad but yeah i remember this this was this was it, it was one of my favorite strikes too because it it it, it showed off like what what from a developer standpoint, from Bungie's side, looking at it and saying it showed off like, "Hey, we can invent new enemy types. We can we can have something freaky and and something crazy." And again, it 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 was a little bit of that body horror, right? To see this ogre that literally where his eye was, it wasn't like it was patched over. It was just this sunken, caving in hole in his face, like. He just had no face. So, I mean, it, it's hard to imagine, but imagine an ogre with that big purple eye beam area just gone, just completely removed from the body. And now that eye beam thing is stuck on the end of a stick. And this 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 devil splicer, I, I, I don't want to call him Fallen, but I don't want to call him Elixir, so we're just going to call him a devil splier, splicer. This devil splicer is just running around the arena, just beep, 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 beaming the shit out of you with it. Like it was, it was a truly terrifying thing to see. Yeah, that that strike I remember really, really 
thinking it was it was super cool uh when I was playing the strike and then when you play it as a nightfall, you guys think Lightblade is bad. <laughs> like, it's, it's so hard. It, it, there, we, we are not lying when we say there's nowhere to hide in this room. There are literally two pillars. There's one on the left and one on the right, and that is it. And these pillars are about the width of the boss, and that is it. So every once in a while, you can kind of get him to run, move to one side, but as, you, as you're getting him to line of sight him, this ogre is chasing you down and, and just ground-pounding you that you can't do anything about. The ogre is completely immune to damage. You just have to take it. And I want to say he deployed, like, maybe, I think it was Tons Exploder Shanks. shanks. Yeah. Tons of Shanks. Like, shank, like, when you got him to, I want to say it was like 75%, shanks just started raining down from the sky like it, it it was it was terrifying it was a genuinely terrifying nightfall that was probably in, in my opinion i think that was probably one of the hardest that one and brothers i think were two of the two of the hardest because there's yeah. there's nowhere to go in those arenas there's completely open arenas yeah so uh saladin has much the same impression that we did and decides that like okay this this is gone way too far it is beyond, <laughs> is beyond containment <laughs> uh and so saladin decides you know he he makes the executive decision of because of the history between the iron lords and siva he knows which where we'll cover at some point which we will cover at some point uh he knows where the main siva production engine is uh because that location was the last stand of the iron lords um and he you know saladin says like the only recourse we have is to just cut it off at its source you know it's it's already out there we're just gonna we're gonna have to make sure no new siva gets introduced into the system and then that will give us the opportunity to go stamp it out without having to worry about new stuff coming in that's that's still a terrifying thought though right because like siva can just build itself so like to have a, a a main chamber where it is just being produced and 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 programmed at a base level it can still if it being out there can still program itself and do things on its own mm-hmm. like that's it's such a siva is such a terrifying thing and and I, I, I'm, I'm going to spoil a little bit of, of, of what we're going to eventually cover someday with, with the Iron Lords and, and Rasputin and Felwinter and all that. At the time that the splicer, the Devil Splicers took it over, the last command given to Siva was from Rasputin, and it was three words. you remember the three words? I believe it was consume, enhance, replicate. Yep, that was it. Those are the three commands, and then presumably Rasputin locked out every all other commands. And so that's the that's the last command given to Siva, and so that's all it's been doing since that time. And now, granted, we talked about how the Archons, they are the they are the true technical geniuses of the Elixir people. They are the ones that build the servitors. They're the ones that are are they maintain the they they really are kind of they're they're a priest. They're 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 even mentioned. They're they're archon priests is what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, in game and so like they they are very they're they're a religious head they're a they're a technological head like they're they really are held in very high esteem so for them to be able to get hold of this siva that that had that's all it has is a programmable thing and to be able to basically hack it and reprogram it to what they want it to do 
and then to start implanting it into other other you know dregs and and vandals and whatnot uh captains and servitors and shanks and whatnot um it's it's i mean it, it speaks a lot to the to the archon's uh uh level of intelligence involving technology oh absolutely absolutely um so the the guardians have this new mission from saladin go shut off the production engine of siva and uh, so we fight our way through the plague lands, uh, eventually coming to uh, a place that is just called Site 6. And walking into the production room of SIVA was such a wild experience. I, was was this the mission or was this the the this, raid? This was the mission. This was the mission. This was the mission. Okay. The the mission. I I never got a chance to to run the raid, the the Wrath of the Machine raid. And I when when or if I'm going to say when because I know it, they have to. Oh yeah. When it comes to D two, I am going to lose my mind in there. But the mission itself, like like you said, walking into this production facility was a. I, it, yeah. Go ahead. I I'm. I'm emotional right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the outside, you know, as you're, as you're initially getting into it, it is very Rasputin bunker. You know, it, it's very, um, you're, you kind of are crawling through tunnels to get to this big cave opening. Uh, and you're, you know, when I say big, I mean like massive, uh, kind of cave like structure. Py- pyramid ships. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're fighting off, uh, these, these members of the, the devil splicers as you're trying to climb up these rock outcroppings to get to this giant, uh, diamond shaped doorway. Um, like I said, it's very similar to a Rasputin bunker and everything on the outside is very clean. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's very like matte black clean lines mm-hmm. it looks like any of like the serif vaults yep or even the the mine lab the the main rasputin oh yeah, uh, yeah. back 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 on hellas basin was it hellas basin uh yeah i think so yeah that was yeah yeah that was north north mars yeah so you you see that from the outside and then you step in across the threshold of this this vault of this site and everything is dark. Everything is like the only light that there is, is, is that like that red emergency light kind of, yeah. kind of vibe and yep. just crawling across the walls are these red. They look like veins yeah. uh, that are just pulsing and wriggling and are just spread across all of the walls and the ceiling and the floor. Uh, essentially if you, um, are familiar with the synthosep ornament that yeah. is the Siva where it's like just the red ropey veins. Yep. It was that, but just dialed but to everywhere. 11. Fucking everywhere. Everywhere. And this, this, this room this is the is is the true beginnings of like the horror from Bungie. Yeah, because I remember what's in this room. So 
you step in, you know, this is, this is kind of the, you've, you've crossed the main threshold. You're walking kind of down this, this long hallway to another door and you get through that door and it is what that hallway was just amped up even more. It, this, this is the production facility. This is where Siva's actually created. Uh, and it's just been running presumably on its own for who knows how long. And there are these giant black uh, diamonds that are, are one suspended in the middle and there's a couple on the sides and there's some control stations and these red veins still spread throughout everything in this, uh, this kind of spherical room. And something that, uh, you know, we mentioned this was the last stand of the iron Lords was, was on site six. Uh, the last stand of the iron Lords was technically in this room. And, uh, the, as you're walking across, yeah, the, the iron Lords didn't die because they were guardians, you know, and, and their ghosts presumably were still alive, uh, or were kept alive due to the nature of, of the final conflict. They were mostly just there to try and seal this room. They, they were just there to act as a, you know, the last barrier to prevent Siva from getting out to the world. Like, like a final stand. Exactly. Like a, just pray to God this thing doesn't escape. And so when your guardian attempts to make a change to this engine facility, your eyes are drawn upwards and you see hanging from the ceiling by these red veins, these organic looking, uh, pulsing SIVA veins, the swollen and bloated and changed, but still living bodies of the remaining iron Lords. Living's a bit of a stretch here. Well, as much I, as they I could be. I don't know be. if they were living. From what I remember, their heads had been replaced with like these giant diamond-shaped things, weren't they? Um, yes, but you could say the same thing for some of the fallen in the that's true the raid. So that's true. I guess I'll leave that up to your imagination whether they were or not. But that's the thing. Like, leave it up to your imagination, and that's where the horror part comes in. Yeah, because it was just freaky. Like it's 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 freaky it, to have this headless thing just come at you, and it wasn't just like one or two. There's like five of them. <laughs> yeah, and they are relentless. It was it was that was that was a fun one. That was a genuinely fun mission. And I, if I'm not mistaken, that was like the final mission, right? Like that. Yeah. That's that's the whole like you take them out. You you end the the you i guess you end their lives again if we want to think of them as being alive yeah um and shut down the at the seba facility but yeah it's just that that was that was a good starter step for a horror type mission from bungie yeah so i uh, from the vanguard's point of view this mission has been successful the you know site uh the the plant that creates Siva has been destroyed. And now 
we need to deal with the double splicers themselves. Yeah. And the Vanguard, uh, you know, give clearance for a raid team, uh, a raid fire team to be dispatched to attack the double splicers in their lair. Uh, and that, that is the, the wrath of the machine raid. And for, for those that haven't gone through it, I hope it comes back soon. I'm sure it will because it, it, will. it is it, it genuinely awesome. Um, you are facing not only, you know, the bulk of the devil splicer force, but also the, the bosses here are, you know, those that have changed themselves the most, those that have bought into this philosophy of, you know, they can make themselves superior via these cybernetic enhancements. Um, again, anyone that has watched cyberpunk edge runner, there are some parallels it's, it's being drawn so here. Similar. So similar. Um, but so this, this raid team invades the devil splicer layer. Uh, and they, the, the very first enemy you come against is, or very first boss, I should say that you come against is, uh, Vizik, the arc priest, uh, who is second in command to access the archon. And he tries to prevent you from entering in general, which you are successful in pushing him back. And you're now chasing him through the, the facility, essentially. Uh, culminating in a boss fight where uh, you use a series of essentially bombs <laughs> against him uh, to force weaknesses in his stasis, or excuse me, SIVA, not stasis, in his uh, SIVA shielding. And it gives, gives Guardians the opening to... Uh, you know, deliver a, a final blow and defeat him, uh, as yeah. well as destroy, you know, the areas of the facility that he kind of takes you through on that chase. Uh, but you're not done because he's just second in command. So then the team continues onwards and has what. I still think is thematically one of the most wild and awesome encounters in a raid. I, I would say to date. I, uh, I remember the cutscenes for this thing. Like, like when they were showing it <laughs> off in the previews, like this, this thing, this, this thing chasing you down the wall of the, of the plague lands. Is is it, is it, is that wall part of the plague lands or is that part of the cosmodrome or is that part of the it's it's surely it's not part of the tower no the, it's not the main city. it's not part of the tower um it is if i recall correctly it is an old wall of the cosmodrome okay. similar to the wall that you uh navigate through on like when you're freshly oh, resurrected yeah. when you're yeah yeah yep, yep. um i think it's just a, a different piece of that same wall actually gotcha that huge, that huge machine just chasing you down. Yeah. So the encounter that we're we're talking about um, was uh, lovingly referred to as the Death Zamboni. I, <laughs> and, that's, that's so accurate. 
That's so accurate. And you you would come up, you know, your team would come up to the the top of this wall and you'd see, you know, groups of various uh devil splicers, you know, ahead of you across this wall. And uh you know, the the thought was, oh, you know, all right, let's let's go forward and and work on getting those guys. And then you would realize that one side of the wall is getting closer at an accelerating rate. And that there was this giant Mad Max steam powered battering ram that took up the entire width of the wall that was gonna squish you if you didn't do something about I mean, it. It's 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 another one of those like you look at it and and on on the on the game side of it you're like this is terrifying like Jesus Christ what is this death zamboni? But then like from a lore standpoint when you think about it this is this is a fairly this is you know a, a decently booby trap thing that is also kind of ingenious on the part of the the devil splicers to 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 build this death machine that literally takes up the entire width of the of the path that that you need to cross through to get into the place mm-hmm. to get to the main archon and to just have it steamroll across the top every couple of minutes it's we haven't seen anything like it um since uh bar two things one is the the giant death ball servitor uh from scourge of the scourge yeah, of the past that's true that's probably the that's as far as the raid wise that's that's closest and trevor you know it really was a giant trevor it was a giant it really was. trevor <laughs> <laughs> not quite as fast though like trevor is fast yeah trevor's booking it <laughs> trevor is booking it uh, for those of you that don't know what Trevor is, uh, so so there was a mission um, which actually does kind of relate to this. You you get oh, something we'll talk that, about it. that oh oh well excuse me <laughs> excuse me oh it is very elixir driven mission isn't it? Is it is very elixir driven mission. Oh well then I will just I will sit patiently. Nope, <laughs> you, that's a spoiler for later then. Oh, so we we have this this giant death zamboni trying to you know run you down and in classic guardian fashion we decide best way to deal with that is to shoot it and yep. uh we, it's we don't have thumbs or fingers right That's, yeah if anyone wonders why we're in a raid and we have to shoot things to get them to activate it's because guardians don't have thumbs or fingers they're glued to our guns <laughs> so we are successful in stopping it and then in a stroke of uh you know rare rare decision making on the part of a guardian to actually build something uh we decide let's take the parts of this machine that we just broke to save ourselves and we are now going to commandeer that machine fix it and run it the opposite direction so that it can deal with all the fallen between us and their archon nice <laughs> and it works beautifully Jesus uh, <laughs> Christ. I really I I I was super, super under the impression that like the season of the pirate, the season of plunder was gonna be like a, a SIVA thing and that like the the raid that came back was gonna be Wrath of the Machine and and then it wasn't and then and then, and then it was 
I was so convinced that this thing was coming back. I, 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 like I said, I personally have never gotten to play this raid. I've watched tons of videos on it. I've, I've, I've watched all sorts of stuff on some special things that are in there that I'm sure we're going to talk about hopefully tonight. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's I, thematically it is it is one of the very best rates. It it's it it really does hit every point perfectly throughout the raid as 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 you're going through these different fights and and what Siva is and what it's doing and and what the devil splicers are and 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 what their identity is at this point in time in in the history of the Elixni it really does hit all those points as you're going through the raid. Yeah. So needless to say, we can't, we've commandeered the death Zamboni. We have used it to run over all of the <laughs> remaining <laughs> fallen on the, uh, on this, the, the top of this wall that are trying to get in our way. And uh, we then proceed to drive the death Zamboni off the edge of the wall and we're crazy you jump off with it as it plummets down into the you know into the lake i, I assume that's there uh and we jump across to this little island that um ends up being where we need to go conveniently uh because this island connects to the rest of this this facility that the the fallen have inhabited and we we make our way through the facility and it is very uh very bray tech at first um you get some of those very clean lines it's not exactly the same design you know design language as what's in uh like deepstone crypt uh yeah but you you have it's similar it, it is similar and you can definitely see the the you know, the comparisons and there, there's a moment where I, I don't believe it actually did anything, but people were convinced it would similar to the King's fall basketball court back in, in D one. I know it's used for the catalyst for touch now, but um, before it was just an Easter egg. It was just a thing that was there Uh, similar to that. Just a thing that was there. We had the disco room in uh, Wrath of the Machine, and it was this dark room with a, a line of, I believe it was nine or maybe 12 glass tiles in the middle of the room that when you touched a tile, it would just have a bunch of LED lights under that tile. Um, like all around the rim of that tile. Was this not part of the? Was this not part of the of the puzzle in there for the for the? Uh, God, I, I don't want to say the name of it because it's going to no. spoil it. But I no, it it was not part of the puzzle for um for the gun. Okay. I, and I I guess technically I think I think that puzzle was actually before this. Was it okay? Yeah, you know, you know the puzzle room I'm thinking of, right? Where it's like a, it's got all the screens in the center of the room, yep. and then like there's there's uh, like giant cylinders, kind of in these weird like uh, angular rows, and then there's two screens that are that are off in two different directions, and like 
it gives you a code in binary and then you have to jump across yeah. the, the the tops of these pillars to activate certain to and like you you as you're jumping across have no indication of whether you've done it right or wrong or anything like that like maybe a sound maybe it plays a bing or something like that when you've done it right but um all of that gives you this quest to go get a a siva gun yeah and it's actually a siva gun that uh everyone is is familiar with a form of it uh and that is the the outbreak um I believe it used to be we, Outbreak Prime, now Outbreak yep, Perfected. Yep, that's right. We have the Outbreak Perfected, uh, was previously Outbreak Prime, more or less did the same thing. I, the effect yeah. is exactly the yeah. same, I think, where it gives you those those SIVA nanites. But um, that is a. But at D1, like less, I want to say less than like 1% of the population had it. Like yeah, it was, it it was, was a very low. The puzzle for it was genuinely rough. It really was. Like it was, it was a big deal back then. Like I, I, if, if you, if you want a good video to watch, like just go watch, uh, how to get outbreak prime, not outbreak perfected, uh, because that's outbreak perfected is the D2 version of it, but outbreak prime check out, check, just hit up YouTube to how to, how to, how to get outbreak prime and just watch some of those videos from some of those old puzzles. Cause like the actual quest that like the puzzle starts the thing, but then like the quest that you follow through the rest of it is really, really hyper involved. Like it's like, you have to have a team of a hunter, a Titan and a warlock, and they all have to be on the same step as you. And they have to input something to where you can input something. And it's, it's, it's super involved. I, I, I remember that one being a really, really rough run rough rough one to obtain in d1 i never got it in d1 so but that's a but that's a siva gun that's that is if, a siva if you want to go yep. if you want to go look at siva tech right now go go pull that sucker if, if you have it go pull it out of your vault go pull it out of your collections and go shoot it all those little nanites and stuff that fly around that's siva that's we are actively shooting siva if the gun itself is still replicating i guess <laughs> yeah yeah essentially but you see, that's what I mean about Siva tech. Like, even if you cut it off at the source, if you still have Siva in your hand, you still have an infinite supply of Siva, presumably. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's is, a funny uh, concept. You could argue the gun evolved itself from oh, prime shit. to perfected. Oh shit. So, because the servitor, the servitor was the servitor Sepix Prime, and then it perfected. was Sepix Perfected. Oh shit! It's so, learning. You know, I know. Well, when I tell you what, when it obtains the level of Ahamkara and it knows it's in a video game and it wants out, then I'll be scared of it. Yes, then there's a problem. Uh, but yeah, so you are either lucky enough to do that puzzle, or unfortunately, go go through those rooms without it. Um, you get to the the disco room with the light up floors that don't actually do anything, even though it feels like they should. And <laughs> you drop down into this space that I'm trying to think of, of what to compare it to that would be in game now. I don't know that it's ever been recreated. I don't know that it similarly. Has. It's it's very unique. It is. It I guess maybe the closest comparison I could draw is uh the room on Europa 
again, to avoid any potential spoilers, I suppose, the room on Europa that has the giant head. Okay. I, yeah. It, it has some if, similarities If all the lights were turned off. Right. And, and that's the thing. It, it is very much, it started that way. It started as a clean Braytech facility room. Yep. And what you're greeted to when you get down there is it's not as corrupted. There isn't as much like Siva vines and veins yet, but it is clearly starting. And we see that this is the seat of power for the devil Archon Axis, who has turned himself not only into a full cyborg, but also a new production engine for Siva. So he, he himself is using his own body as a, a way of producing more Siva nanites. He, he almost reminds me, like when, I, when, I, when I've watched that fight and I look at, at the boss himself, it almost reminds me of like, a, like an alien like like aliens versus predator predator alien like queen brood mother just like brooding out yeah. siva right like that's that's what it reminds me of there cuz i want to say he's like half spider tank yep yeah he has he has these like it, it it's uh it's a little different appearance than what we see as spider tanks now but he's got like that same kind of thing where it's six legs yeah. uh and they're kind of like diamond shaped legs that he teleports around the room with and i uh, you know it, it totally tan, tanix totally makes sense now <laughs> yeah right he's just following shank, the shank tanix totally just makes sense now <laughs> i don't know why i never connected that but shank's tanix totally makes sense now at the end of Deepstone crypt thinking yeah. about this final this 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 <laughs> He's half spider tank. That's what it is. <laughs> Man, these. So, I mean, the Elixir really are that. Again, technologically speaking, super advanced. Like, oh yeah, to be able to graft a body onto. Well, I guess obviously using Siva, with with the help of Siva, but to graft bodies onto Walker tanks and and giant shanks and whatnot. Like, yeah. So we're facing down Axis, and th this fight, you know, I'm not going to go over the whole battle strategy, but this fight is really interesting because throughout the fight, you're, you're having to, like, gain access to damage him, kind of. Um, there will be, you know, different uh, elemental, um, I think they were shanks that, that showed up throughout the fight that you had Shanks to match up uh were they servitors okay um i, th I think they were servitors because you're like you had a gun and you had to shoot yeah, the shield of the yep. servitor yep you're right but the fact that he's just mass producing these servitors on like on command essentially it definitely seemed like it like they were newly yeah. minted essentially yeah um and you had to match their color to the color of a particular uh you know uh laser beam weapon uh to grant yourself access to this buff that then had to be planted on axis to make him vulnerable to damage. And it, it just, it had a little bit of this vibe of like you were by killing things in the right order with the right stuff, you were kind of hacking into 
this production, yeah. this living production system. Yeah. That's uh, again, watching videos of it. That's what it makes me think of. It makes me think of like, he is just actively producing everything in the moment. Like it's, it's not like stuff is being warped in or flown in or anything like that. He's just pumping out servitors and, and, and yeah. devil, devil splice, enhanced devil splicers. And, and he's just pumping all this stuff out into this room and shank, I, there are tons of shanks in there. And he's just, as fast as they can be built, they're just getting pumped into this room. And then you on the other end are like, okay, I've got to deal with this in certain orders to kind of like hack the system and to get something on him to like pause him for a second to, to like grab his focus and then start shutting him down. Yeah. And needless to say, we are successful in doing so. The, the braid team yeah, yes. puts an end to the Archon axis. Uh, but the devils were not quite done yet. Uh, in their desperation of, lo- of losing their, their Archon, the devil splicers, and it's going to make a lot more sense now, uh, revive Tanix using Siva and end up turning him into a cyborg similar to what Axis was. He, he wasn't grafted onto a a spider tank or anything, but he was a machine elixir, essentially, uh, or more machine than organic. It makes even more sense now of how he's able to go from like walking, talking Tanix, slamming Morningstar into Europa, into Shank, Shank, Tan, 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 tan Shanks. <laughs> I don't know what do you what do you call what, Tanix, whatever. Shanix. <laughs> Shanix. There we go. There we go. Shantanx. Uh, uh, name five Destiny bosses. Tanix. Okay, I I played myself there. Yep. Um, needless to say, their plan is uncovered by Varix, who puts the, the Guardians towards this newly revived version of Tanix, and the Guardians put Tanix down again for not the final time, <laughs> but we yeah, think yeah. the final time at, in, the, in that moment. Uh, which officially ends the Devil Splicers uh, and the Siva Crisis. Man. So we've uh, we've dealt with Tanix. Uh, we've dealt with Devils. We've dealt with shit. I, what is there left to deal with? Uh, there's maybe a little bit of House Winter. There's there are the devils that were not part of the splicers that are still floating around because there was a fracture in the house there, um, and there's kings. You know the the remnants yeah. of kings are yeah. are kind of all that's left right now, and the fallen are really feeling it at this point. Yeah. Um, and you know, having no further recourse. Uh, the the fallen hear a plea from the the house of kings. I uh, and that that message that goes out is uh, the kell of the house of kings telling them, "Thou shalt tell the elixir to tear off their banners." 
thou shalt tell them that we must all surrender to each other. We must give up on our rivalries, or we will not survive. You know, he, he has sent this plea out to all of, the, all of the survivors, all of the remaining people, give up your house. Give up your rivalry with your neighboring houses because we will not live. We will not continue unless you can throw all of that aside and join together. He's just saying to, the, to his people, hey, we have to stop. We have to stop fighting each other. We have to stop killing each other. Otherwise, we, are, we will go extinct. We, we will no longer be, and therefore we have to band together and, and become one people again. We have to, we have to become Elixni again. Yeah, and I, I, think, I think there's a distinction to be made there because I don't think he is going so far as to, to say we need... I don't think he's made the same distinction Varix has. I don't think he, he right. thinks in the terms of Fallen and Elixni as being different things. The way the same uh, way that Varix okay. does. I, I yeah. think, you know, and and House of Kings all the way back to Reese, they're they have always been the ones to come forth and try to cause union between the houses in some way. Be it That's on right. the battlefield, be it, you know, elsewhere. Their their main goal has always seemed to be uh, you know, we we need to come together, we need to unite. Now, yeah. he doesn't make any mention, uh, and we'll read some more lore cards about the, the Kell of Kings. Uh, never is it mentioned about, like, we need to revive our culture. We need to strive for, you know, a, oh. a greater purpose. I think this this call to action and the answer to it is still purely survival-based. It yeah, is still, you know, I, I see what you're saying. He he doesn't care about like we need to come together and reform our our culture and our arts and our music and philosophy and understand one another. He's saying we need to stop fighting each other because otherwise we won't exist tomorrow. <laughs> and that that's <laughs> we, kind of we die. <laughs> yeah, that that's kind of the the extent of of what his messaging seems to be to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm definitely seeing that now. Uh, and and many Elixni agree. They see no other avenue. And so the towards the end of Destiny 1, during the, uh, the uh, Age of Triumph, um, I, I may have said Age of Triumph before. What I meant was Rise of Iron at that time. Because um, oh, yeah, this, yeah. this was the well, Age of no, Triumph was this last had, season. I think, they, I think they had two Triumph deals there. I think they had one right before Rise of Iron, and then they had Rise of Iron, and then they had like the Age of Triumph. Like it, that could I be. I want to say that because I, I swear there was one. There was like a mini one bef- before Rise of Iron, and then after Rise of Iron, uh, the summer before D two came out um, was like the final like Age of Triumph. Like celebrate Destiny one before all of you migrate over to Destiny two. Yeah, and it, it was during this time, um, this kind of final, you know, mini expansion slash season, I suppose, at, of Destiny One, 
that we had a few missions where we saw just piles of Elixni banners of various houses and armor with the the emblems of houses uh, and text and scrolls and all sorts of things that were symbols of a particular fallen house had been left abandoned in piles set aflame and they they were just burning when our guardian arrived without there were no elixir left they had all abandoned these strongholds these these homes that they had built i uh, with their houses that were their their families in a lot of ways um and they had left it all behind and burned the evidence burned their past i was going to say so is this like the the final ending of all the houses the final ending of all the houses that we knew of in D1. Holy shit. They had been brought to the point of desperation without recourse that they just burned it all down and left. Like even like even kings like the the one calling everyone in did did they even like burn their own banners and and say like there like there are no more houses we we are one elixni? Yes and no. Um, they, they all came together, including the house of Kings, I under a different banner. So the, the banner of the house of Kings was not used. Um, the leadership structure of the house of Kings was still, uh, somewhat recognized though. I think mostly because they were the only ones with leaders left. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't. But it. But they didn't like present themselves as like I am the Kell of Kings, like I or I am the Archon of Kings. It was just like, hey, I'm I'm an Archon. I'm I'm a I'm a Kell. I guess if if you are a Kell, you are the Kell of Kings. But right. like it, it it just it seems to me like like during that time like that was it. Like that was the end of all houses. Like there there is no like essentially like like before where we said there are three houses and a dude there are now just elixni and a dude that happens to be a, the only remaining house so they do form under a new house name okay and there is a, a leader although i don't know that he's ever called a kel and it is not the former kel of kings i the new house is called the House of Dusk. And it is the primary house that we see in Destiny 2. And the Kel of the House of Dusk, or at least the one calling the shots, is none other than Aldrin Sov. Dude, that just makes sense. That that just makes sense. When when <laughs> Mara says it herself. Aldrin has finally found his people. That just that just makes sense. That uh, I I don't know why it didn't make sense until like just now. Like I knew he had I knew that's where he had I knew that's that's I knew that whole thing had happened, right? Like I I knew Aldrin had become the quote-unquote Kel or leader of House Dusk. But it just makes sense. So we see uh this 
this happening and we get a little bit of understanding of why Aldrin. Um, in the a lore card we've read before as part of our History of the Awoken series, uh, but it's relevant here too. And that is from the book, The Forgotten or The Forsaken Prince, a chapter called Kings. And that goes like this. When at last they drag him before the Kel, he has already been transformed by weeks of abuse, weeks of beatings, and forced runs and animal pen conditions. The mighty Kel of Kings tells him clearly, but not concisely, what he thinks of him. Prince Aldrin of a ruined house, lesser of two siblings, bested by Skolas, blinded by Varix less than Dreg, squanderer of fleets, last of the awoken nobility, last of his kind. When Aldrin looks up at him, he does not even need to speak the truth. The Kell of Kings has named Aldrin, and in doing so, it has named itself the broken ruler of a broken house, the last cow. You can do what I cannot, the Kel tells Aldrin. You broken, beaten thing. You have no pride, so you will lose nothing when you give the word that must be given. It is twilight, for the fallen, and we must lay our banners down. And to the and to the groaned and growled protests of its court, the Kell of Kings kneeled to Aldrin. I bow to thee, it says, for in thy downfall and disgrace thou bearest the weakness we cannot. Thou shalt tell the Elixni to tear off their banners. Thou shalt tell them that we must all surrender to each other. We must give up on our rivalries, or we will not survive. Wilt thou do this for one dying people, prince of another? He will do it. He will gain soldiers and ships and resources to begin the search. He found them, he himself, by risking everything and surviving, as he always does. And that's the end of that lore reading. I mean, the 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 Elixni and, and the Awoken are so intertwined. Like, you can, you can never you can never bring up one without bringing up the other. It's it's very hard. There there there's there. There's so many points where their paths cross, and like I said, it, it, I I like that that last little bit there. The from 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 a dying from from the people of a dying house to the prince of another dying species, and because I mean this is post Taken War. This I mean yep. the the Awoken forces have been de- decimated. All the different houses. I mean we've just we've just ran through all the houses like they're nothing like they i mean the only other person is <laughs> and i love how the kel mentions it varix less than drag like <laughs> that's a that's a true insult in the elixir like that's a that's a genuine like 
they do not like him at all. Um, which is odd to think of, right? Like house judgment used to be like, like that was the law of the land. And now the one remaining one is like, screw that guy. We don't want anything to do with him. Yeah. Well, he betrayed wolves from their he point did. of view. Yep. 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 So, um, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's, to look at Uldren and see in him what could be done. Like, he has he has no pride, so he has nothing left to left to lose. Whereas like Akel is is again it's 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 a prideful thing to be Akel, right? Like that's the that's the the head of the house, the head of the family, the head of the everything. You you are you're responsible for everyone underneath you, and so for for Akel to ask for help is definitely a sign of weakness. And if the Kel is weak, the house is weak. But then to look at Uldren and say, hey, I, obviously you're you're kind of a, a dying breed. Like, there's not much Awoken left. Come join us. Come lead us. Like, if you fail, sucks to suck. We're, we're, we're a fallen race. We're, we're dying anyway. Like, it's it's we're not gonna we're not gonna be worse off if you fail but if you succeed now we have a uniting force now we have a uniting voice now we have somebody to get behind now we have a leader now we can unite so it's it's a i think it's a win-win all the way around and and again i don't i don't know why it just didn't it it sort of made sense before but now it like really makes sense knowing how far the the falling the fallen people or the elixir people have fallen to see Uldren as their as their <laughs> uniting leader <laughs> in in House of Dusk i think this is also because we've seen House of Kings be very politically adept before oh yeah with how they kind of manipulate the other houses to do what they want you know oh house devils you know you have the most experience attacking the city how about you lead the charge for twilight gap that that kind of thing (laughs) how much how much you be up front (laughs) right and i i think it's uh, a similar situation here where the kell of kings understands that for him to ask all other houses to burn their banners, to abandon their family names and form under one house, that if he were to try and form them under himself, under the house of kings, under the Kell of kings, that is, that is a lot of hypocrisy on his part. Right. Right. That's like, that really much is like, hey, you want us to all give up, but you don't want to give up your title? Okay, F you guy. Right. So he's, yeah. he's seeing Aldrin here as a neutral third party, as a, yeah. you know, I will also abandon the name of kings. Like, we will burn the banner of the House of Kings, and you will be the new, you know, Kel of Dusk, Kel of House Dusk. I... Because he he recognizes him as you know, as a leader of another of another race that is quickly running out of options, and yeah. sees him as maybe a kindred spirit. I uh, and unfortunately for him, Aldrin is batshit crazy at this point. 
He's he's been this this is this is during the time where Aldrin has been uh picking at his eye. Yes. Right? Like this this yes. is he's gone completely off the deep end. He's he's lost Mara he, or you know, he he knows his sister is dead, like he knows all of his people is dead, but this corrupted Riven has been whispering to him. Yeah, and he <laughs> for, sees this for some time. He sees this as the opportunity. He sees this as yep. the this is my army. This will be yep. the people I use to to get what I need. And so where where the kings and the Elixni see a potential savior, and honestly, he could have been if yeah. he hadn't been corrupted. Like Aldrin, normal Aldrin, could pre, have been a leader. Pre-Black Garden. <laughs> yeah, he, he <laughs> could have been a Elixni leader. He honestly could have become their their Kel of Kells. Uh but at this point in time he was he was corrupted and he was just using them for his own yep. his own, you know, ideas. Uh, God, that's that's a bummer. But so the, the House of Dusk rises under the leadership of Prince Aldrin. And uh the last thing we're gonna we're gonna go over tonight is that there was the rise of another group of Elixni that were not the house of dusk, but were also being driven to like desperation. They needed to go somewhere. And so a certain Elixni member on the tangled shore invited all that would listen with opened arms. And we're going to read the lore card from the, Weapon, the Ether Doctor. And it goes like this. Here's is my offer. The spider folds both sets of arms over his thorax, leaning back in his throne. For the martially inclined, bodyguards, enforcers, and such, I will provide one kilogram of ether for one day's work. By day, I mean half of one thirty-hour cycle. That's the schedule I keep. If you suffer an injury in my service, you will still be paid for your days of recovery. Sibilant murmurs of surprise echo around the spider's chamber. The dregs and vandals gathered before him are trying to figure out the catch. Spider allows himself a luxuriant smile. For those who prefer more freelance lifestyle, you will find me an enthusiastic collector of salvage and secrets. My prices are posted on the local network in the last 40 orbits. I have changed them only twice. He pauses to let the Elixni tune in to his network and let the prices listed sink in. The hisses of joy are even louder this time. You are used to competing for the favors of your Kel. Let me make one thing clear. I am no Kel, and I do not waste my favor on you. Honor your side of the deal, and I shall honor mine. No more, no less. Now, Spider claps his hands, relishing the thoroughly human uselessness of the gesture. Get to work. 
And that's the end of that lore card. Man. Old Rackus himself. Claimed, the own, claimed his own bounty and... Merchandise, yeah, 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 merchandise, yeah, yeah. He's he's setting himself up as a uh, you know as the mobster. He's he's as the seeing, black market mobster. He's yep. seeing a power vacuum. He's seeing desperation in all of these Lixni that are abandoning their houses, and those that don't want to, you know, throw in with the the previous uh, house of kings and Aldrin want a place to go and spider saying hey fair wages yeah if you come do what i ask you i'm gonna pay you real well i'm gonna give you essentially like paid sick leave <laughs> yeah uh and if you don't want to be under my you know organization and you want to be freelance i pay pretty well for that too so come work for me it's it's such a smart move on his part, right? Oh, it like, is. it's it's a it's a genuinely it and 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 it's funny too because I I look at Spider at this point in time as as having so many interactions with humans that he's really started to pick up on some of that stuff. Like I I I don't know that there was any type of like black market amongst the fallen before. But like this is truly the beginning of like a mobster black market thing happening of like, but but like it, it's it's funny because when we think of like American mobsters, right? You think of of guys like uh, uh, Al Capone, right? Yeah, who never did never got arrested. Well, okay, I take he was arrested, but he was arrested on tax evasion, of all things. <laughs> yeah, tax evasion. <laughs> That's what he was arrested on, and if, if memory serves me right, I believe he served time at Alcatraz, right? Uh, that sounds correct, but I'm not up to date on my. Cajon, I don't. I don't so. remember. Al- Alcatraz is another like fun little thing that I like studying outside of like you know history of 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 the world during World War One and World War Two. Uh, but yeah, so I mean it, and to and to be like and 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 for for Spider to be like yeah. If you if you don't want to be part of the old ways, like it's it, he's very much setting himself up as like this new this this new wave, right? Like this new wave of Elixney of yeah, we're all going to be equals. You're going to get paid. You're going to do. You're going to work for it, but you're going to get paid. You're going to get treated fairly. You know, if if you if you injure yourself, I'll even pay for your time off. Get better. Come right back to work for me. You know, if you if you don't want to be under me, if you don't want to work directly for me, or have any type of direct contract or anything. Here's my here's my bounty board. Go check it out. I I've literally changed it twice in the last 40 years. That's it. Like it it's it's such a smart move on his part to have a a um I I, I hesitate to say it, but a viable out for all the elixir that are just like, well, this whole idea of Kells isn't working out and the whole idea of houses isn't really working out anymore. So why don't we try something new? It's, it's man. Spider is. <laughs> yeah. And he is buying their loyalty hand over fist. Yeah. Like, yeah. Compared to the old, you know, ration system of, well, you gotta get X amount of kills before you can get enough ration to, you know, yeah. 
go from dreg to vandal. He's he's saying like if you get me an item of this value or work this you know this much, he's guaranteeing you a a sustainable you know sustenance. Yeah. Uh, he he's he's purchasing people's loyalty with food essentially. Yeah. Yeah. But not, but but in such a in such a indirect way, like it's so oh, it's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, it's so brilliant. Like I I I don't know. I, I Spider's not such a bad guy. Say so he that's, at least he at least pays his workers well, supposedly. That's so what I'm, I mean, <laughs> paid sick leave, man. That's sometimes you got to argue for that shit. Like <laughs> he's actively promoting it. Like yeah, paid sick leave, man. Yeah. Well, there you go. So that brings us uh, essentially to the end of D one. Yep. Uh, and and the and it. I I know you said that was our last thing tonight. Um, uh, so I guess I guess next time we'll pick up on the beginning of D two. Yeah, and say so we you know that that was the the end of D one and kind of just barely starting to get into D two. So. Uh, we'll be picking up at the uh, beginning of Destiny 2 and kind of the exploits of the House of Dusk and see where that takes us from there. Nice. Well, uh, I I don't think we have any shout-outs this week. This is the first week in, hell, what, six, seven, eight months? Yeah, it's, it's definitely shout-out? been a while, which is okay. Uh, and say no, no specific shout-outs uh to oh, we do have to some bring up metrics. today but yeah we do have some really awesome metrics just because we don't have any new reviews or uh you know twitter comments or anything that are um that are, are going to be highlighted today doesn't mean that we aren't still super appreciative of what you guys are uh are doing and that is listening um absolutely and say we we crested over 60k before the uh before our recording of this on uh you know friday the 4th listens 60,000 downloads and listens across the 11 no 12 10 months yeah about 10 months that's that's fucking amazing that is fucking amazing you guys are awesome you guys are freaking awesome Stay awesome. Stay awesome, everyone. Yeah, it we're looking at the the numbers before the show and it's it's been a incredible ride these last couple months especially. Um we had over 11,000 uh downloads just in the month of October, just last month, which is awesome. Insane considering Freaking we were looking awesome. at like 6,000 3 months ago. Uh and you know 2000 a month or two before that so like regardless completely destroyed our 50,000 listens oh, yes. and, and downloads goal we we had, we had hoped uh at the beginning of this year we had hoped that by the end of this year we were going to hit 50,000 and the fact that we're it's 60,000 and it's it's literally the 4th day of November we got two whole months i mean i know we've got some break times that we're going to get in there for thanksgiving and and christmas but yeah that's you guys are awesome. Yes. Stay awesome. Just stay awesome. <laughs> we love it. Absolutely. So thank you all so very much uh, for enjoying what we do enough to, to keep coming back. And, um, you know, as some of you have, 
have said in, in comments and reviews and such that, uh, you know, spreading the word, um, there's no, no higher form of compliment than telling other people, uh, about, you know, that you and you enjoy what we do and, and trying to, uh, to share that with your friends. So thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, miss, uh, you want to let them know to, uh, where to find us? Yeah. So, uh, if you are wondering where our shout outs come from, uh, and, and say you feel strongly enough to want to leave a review of some sort, uh, you can do so on, you know, Apple podcasts or Spotify, although they only let you do a number of stars, uh, or audible, or if you just want to say hello or ask a question about something we brought up in one of our uh, one of our lore talks. Uh, you can do so uh, on our Twitter, which is at myths and stories, uh, Z in stories, spelt the same as the, the name of the show. Uh, we check that periodically and, and always like to hear from you guys. And you may hear yourself on a shout out some night. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess I gotta, I gotta give my thanks out. Um, I don't, I don't, maybe, maybe, Maybe Spider's the one to thank this time <laughs> for giving the Elixni an alternative, albeit in a very self, <laughs> what would you call it? <laughs> Self-propelling way. Like, yeah, he yeah, just, he just works smarter, not harder. Right. Right. Merchandising. Yeah. <laughs> they beat racks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that line that, that he says during the, the current season of, of plunder when, <laughs> when he like, he's like jabbing Mythrax in the side. He's like, Hey, Mythrax. Like he, he really throws in the, the TH instead of mm-hmm. the S. And even in like, if you've got your subtitles turned on, it'll, it'll show like Mythrax in quotation marks. Like <laughs> he's, mm. I love that. Alrighty. Well, thank you, Spider, for being having an alternative for the Elixney outside of House Dusk. Um, all right. Well, anything else, Myth? No, that'll do it. All righty. Well, then from all of us Lordners to all of you Guardians out there, we'll see you next week.